And welcome to JP2 Morning Crew. It's good to be with you on this Friday morning. It is February 2nd, a very special day in the church, actually, the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. And it is also known as Candlemas Day. I'm Brandon Clark, one of your hosts this morning. And joining me today in the Morning Crew studio is Raul Caro. Good morning, Raul. Good morning there, Brandon. Hey, it's been a while since we've visited on JP2 Morning Crew. I know your wife had a surgery and you've been up to a lot. Uh, how are things going for you guys? It, it's going very well. Right now, the uh, focus is on uh, um, trying to get our head around um, Lent coming up soon. And uh, so I, I want to try to make this uh, a meaningful Lent. And I haven't quite figured out how to do that, but... Uh, I want to get in the Lent frame of mind because in the past years, it's like, okay, Christmas is over with, New Year's, and then like you wake up and it's Lent already. But so I want I want to do things differently. See if I can. Yeah, well, that's good because we're twelve days away. The February fourteenth is well Valentine's Day, but it's also Ash Wednesday. So you got a couple weeks. It's good to be thinking about that now rather than like the day before or oh shoot, it's Ash Wednesday. What what are we gonna do here? Ash Wednesday falls on Valentine's. It sure does. Yeah, that's that's gonna make for a strange uh, night out uh, on Valentine's. You know, you show up to a restaurant or whatever, and it's. You know the hearts, hearts and ashes. So that's a that'd probably that probably be a, a good name of a podcast. Hearts and ashes. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, marriage really is a death to self, right? Laying down our lives for one another. So the ashes thing seems to flow really well. Yeah. Well, today on JP Two Morning Crew, our special guest is a beach volleyball phenom. What do I mean by that? Well, she's a three-time NCAA national champion with the University of Southern California, a three-time All-American, and those are just a couple of her many accomplishments. But most importantly, and one of the reasons that we have her on this morning is she is committed to her Catholic faith and letting that lead her as she sets her sights on even more achievements in the volleyball world. So welcome to the show, Megan Kraft. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Would you please open us up in prayer? Yes, absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, God, for the gift of life, for the opportunity to grow in holiness, and to thrive in the gifts you have given us today. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of this conversation, and for the chance to be able to glorify you, Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Uh, so, Megan, you're actually a native San Diegan, growing up in a Catholic family. Let's just start here. Tell us about your Catholic roots. Yeah, I was uh, born in 2002 and baptized in 2003. Um, I received First Communion and, and Reconciliation and Confirmation all at the same church um, in San Diego, St. Therese. Um, and yeah, my family has just always been regular churchgoers, but I actually think uh, when I went away to college, um, 
my faith <clears throat> took an even stronger turn. There's a Catholic church kind of right off campus on USC. And I was really able to get involved in the community there. And I think my faith has grown even more uh, than, I, than I did in high school and middle school. So I definitely owe it a lot to my parents. They, they helped me um, stay, stay in church and, and enjoy it. But I think it's definitely grown as I've been away from home and, and had a different church experience as well. So volleyball is your sport. You began playing club indoor volleyball at age 10, I believe it was, and then beach volleyball at age 13. When did you know that God was going to do something great through this sport and your involvement in it? Yeah, I think uh, I I guess I never you know knew that I was going to be really successful in the sport or do great things, but I, I knew from the beginning it brought me a lot of joy and it was really fun to do. And I was definitely blessed and, and had a lot of opportunities. And also, you know, I feel God-given talents given to me and um, having parents support me through club sports and then all the way up to college was was a real blessing. And I think just uh, being able to, to try to perform and do the best I can in a sport that really just brings me joy um, is probably what God wants most out of me. Right. So, so you, you play um, beach volleyball versus indoor volleyball, right? Yes. And so did that at one time, did you think, oh, I should go the indoor versus, oh, no, I'll stay out on the beach? What, how, how did you choose that? Because you live in probably near Del Mar, or, uh, near, yes. near Del Mar, St. Therese, right? That's not too far from Del Mar. Is it because you were, yeah. uh, just there was a beach nearby and, and you hung out at the beach, or how did that how did that happen? Yeah, I, I played indoor up until like my sophomore year of high school. I really liked it, um, but I started playing beach also kind of uh, a little bit later in, in indoor, and I I just really liked the beach because it's just two players versus six um, in indoor. So there's kind of, there's no bench. It's you and your partner. Um, you're out there for the whole game. There's no subs. Uh, so just the mental part of beach was really exciting to me and being able to be involved in every single play. Um, but also the, the kind of mental match you play against your opponent. And there's a lot of strategy in it, which I think is, is really cool to continue to learn. And I'm still learning uh, even right now as I've tried to evolve my game. So I think it's kind of, it's endless, the, the, the chances and the possibilities of how the game can grow. And that was something that really uh, drew me to beach. Yeah. And, and uh, you probably played other sports that you liked or, or, or it's always been volleyball that you, this is what I love. This is what I want to do. Yeah. I guess I, I kind of tried all the sports when I was really young and my parents just were kind of putting, putting me and my brother through a bunch of them, but volleyball stuck and I started it young and that was kind of that was kind of it so i'm curious uh and, and forgive my ignorance here with with the, the sport of volleyball but do you typically have the same partner as you go about matches or do you guys rotate through at usc how does that all work yeah so at usc uh, i'm in my senior year now and uh the past three years i've played with three different partners so it's it's um rotating the coaches kind of have the final say but you know they want to just get the the best players on the court and the but also the best partnerships that kind of gel and and um, work together. So I've played with a bunch of different girls at USC and then internationally with USA, you stay with one partner, but people also split up and break up and then 
you kind of stay with someone for a year ish. And then if it's working, you stay. And if it's not, um, people mix around, but in USC, we could sub a partner like between weeks of games. Like it's, it's a little more flexible. The other thing that's I, th- I find interesting is, you know, we talk indoor volleyball and that's six on a court and then now it's just two of you. That's a lot of ground to cover on the beach. You mentioned the the mental battle between you and your opponent. How do you stay focused and really, you know, tune in to how you can get the upper hand on your opponent? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a mental battle. Definitely, you know, you need to be in shape to be able to cover that ground, like you say. Um but there's, there's a whole lot of strategy, uh, especially on the defensive side of the game, kind of where you want to serve them, where you think they might attack based off where you serve them. Um, some people like to hit, some people like to shoot the ball more. Uh, it's, and then of course, you know, targeting one person versus another, uh, you can kind of get someone in a hole. Um, and the key is to not, to be mentally tough enough to if you lose a few points, you have to stop the the bleeding essentially. Otherwise, they're just going to keep going after you. Um, so it's it's definitely yeah, mentally tough, but also constantly thinking about what you need to do to to try to stop them on on side out and, and get a point on defense because that's essentially how you win a game. What do you think it is that you most enjoy about volleyball? If you step back and look at everything that you've accomplished and and just the joy of the game. Yeah, I think, you know, I've been lucky to be on teams that have been really successful and and I've had a lot of success in the sport, but I really just love like the the process leading up to national championship games or big games and in international tournaments. I, I think going to practice and being able to specifically focus on one skill that day and if I leave feeling like I got a little bit better at it, that's like, I love that. And I, that's like what keeps me going to practice. Um, I also love the, the, uh, physical side of it, like the weightlifting and the conditioning. I think you can get a leg up from your opponent if you're stronger than them physically as well. So, um, just the whole, the whole process of the game and the grind behind it, but also needing to, you need to love the process. Otherwise it's not going to be fun and, um, practice will be tough to get through. So yeah, I think I've just learned to, to love that part of it. And, uh, want to get a little bit better every day. Great. Um, Megan, so, you know, God, God gives us many gifts and, uh, you know, w- one of those for you is, is being, being an athlete and, and, a, and a good athlete, um, maybe a great athlete. Uh, what, how does, how does faith mix into this? I mean, have you ever thought, okay, well, I, I'm kind of busy you know, you have a tough schedule, I'm sure, between school and 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 your career. Um, what what have been some of the challenges as far as keeping up with your faith? Yeah, I think uh, being busy is is definitely a hard part of it. Um, trying to carve out that time to to spend with God, but I always find if I can make a daily mass or if I can go to adoration in the morning. Um, at our church at SC, I just the, the day is better for me. It's hmm. it's more productive. I feel more grateful. Um, so I think it's it's been a challenge to kind of figure out what works for me and in, in the process of of developing my prayer and developing the time that I carve out for it. But I always feel amazing after I do. So uh, 
yeah, just prioritizing it and, and keeping it in the, the forefront of my mind definitely helps make the weeks and, and the months of school and tough season uh, really enjoyable. Yeah, that's, that's so true. I find myself, um, I have a busy schedule also that, um, you know, if, if you don't make the time, then, then time is just going to, time is just going to go on by a, a day without prayer turns into a week without prayer and so forth and so forth. So it's so important to, to know, um, you, you know, your priorities and, 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 prayer and, and daily mass if you can that that always that always keeps you centered there so that's great you know it, it could also prioritizing prayer could also help manage the busyness of life too right so you have your practices you have your matches you're on the dean's list so you are very academically in tune with your studies and yet if we if we set aside prayer, at least this is my own experience, if I set aside prayer and I look at the mountain of things that I have to do, it just seems like I run out of time in the day. And yet when I prioritize God, give him my first fruits of the day, then it's like everything just seems to flow so well. Do you find that experience, Megan? Yeah, one, 100%. I, I think I've continued to get better through it from freshman year to now, um, prioritizing it in the, in the morning, especially. But I also kind of have a lot of time where I'm just commuting from class to class or from our gym to our practice courts. And I'm just on a bike for, it could be even three minutes, but I, I do find myself sometimes just um, in a, a prayer, especially of thanks and just gratitude for being able to go to my next thing and, and be busy and sometimes taking a step back and being so grateful to have the chance to do so many things. And, and when I feel overwhelmed, being able to turn it into a, a lens of gratitude for having all these amazing things I get to do. So I think, yeah, constantly kind of keeping that in my mind, it just, like you said, it makes the day much more fruitful. And, and I always find, um, I'm, I'm more enjoyable to be around and then also enjoy being around people more. If you're just tuning in, this is the JP2 Morning Crew who are here on JP2 Radio. This morning, we're visiting with Megan Kraft. She is a senior at USC, an incredible beach, beach volleyball athlete. And she's talking about her Catholic roots right here in San Diego and how her faith impacts her and keeps her going forward day to day, setting everything really in perspective about what's most important. Uh, it, it really, her, her faith then becomes the center of her life. You know, you talked about praising the Lord uh, for the blessings and everything. I'm curious to know, do you also praise the Lord and, and give thanks when you might face some challenges in volleyball or maybe you face a tough loss? Yeah, it's, it's always harder, I would say, to, to feel that gratitude um, because, uh, you know, the lows can sometimes feel really low in the moment. But with experience and, and looking back on even my career so far, I definitely feel that every time I think something horrible has happened and I'm not going to be able to bounce back from, from whatever it might be, now I look back and I'm like, oh, that was, that was meant for a reason. So kind of turning that into my mindset and, and being kind of humbled, but also really grateful for any opportunity I get to compete because I love doing it, but not letting the lows be too low, not letting the highs be too high, just kind of staying steady um, through that. And I think that that's helped me a lot, especially dealing with, yeah, tough losses, uh, long road trips, just, just tough times in season for sure. For our listeners, I just want to point out some of 
Megan's accomplishments. So she, as I mentioned, was a three-time NCAA national champion, three-time All-American, Pac-12 Freshman of the Year in 2021, Player of the Year in 2023. Uh, She's represented the United States at more than 20 international events. And that's really not everything. So Megan, you know, you you see success like this and, and you see in the athletic world that it can be easy for people to let the success go to their heads, uh, especially when they're really at the top of their game and what are the best athletes in the sport. How does your faith ground you? How does it keep you humble? You know, you're moving forward and never settling because you always want to continue to pursue greatness, but yet that humility is a really important thing along the journey, making sure that you remember where it all came from, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, again, I think it's something I've gotten better at since freshman year to now. I definitely just evolving in that in that mindset. Um, yeah, I think I I find that kind of like I mentioned before, the letting the highs be too high can can definitely be detrimental to athletes, um, and then letting the lows be too low can also can can completely stop an athlete from wanting to compete. So finding the middle ground, staying humble in, in whatever may be happening, whether it's success or failure, um, and realizing it's all meant, whatever is happening is meant to happen. Um, and kind of just grounding myself in, in that I'm playing for more than just my sport, but I'm also playing for God. I'm playing for my country when I, when I play uh, internationally as well. So just kind of, it's bigger than myself and thinking about it that way, I think definitely helps me stay a little bit more grounded, um, especially when, when things are going well. Megan, so, so the, is there a community of, of Catholic, uh, Catholic athletes in, in, in around your, your circle there? I mean, do you, do you feed off each other? Do you help each other? How does that work? Or, or is it? Yeah, I think, uh, there's, there's definitely a lot of Christian athletes, um, I haven't met as many Catholic specific athletes, but there's definitely a community of athletes who are Christian and and it's really nice to have a little bit of fellowship there for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you keep that going then that, that fellowship, right? Because you're probably in different sports. Maybe, maybe there are some other volleyball players, but you know, you, you set your size sights on what's most important, right? Our goal in this life is to get to heaven. And we obviously, we want to live as virtuous of lives as possible along the way. Um, but it, it really then, that that really is the main focus, right? The, the success is great, but then you all really have that common denominator of there's more to it than, than just this worldly success. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. And, and I think there are definitely a few beach volleyball athletes, some of which even like graduate, I was with um, at USC a couple of years ago and now they're professional. So I know them from USC and I also know them in the international scene and they're just great people to be around. I really, I find that my, like my energy goes up, my mood goes up being around them. So I think finding the, the people that make you feel that way and that you can share your thoughts with, you can pray with uh, and just again, be grateful for all that we have. And sometimes we even look at each other and we're like, this is, this is our job. We're out at the beach right now and it's 72 degrees. So just, just being so, so thankful for the the sport we get to play and the people that surround us and all the support we have too. Uh, so it's definitely helpful to have people like that around me. It continues to remind me of, of what's truly the most important thing. Hey Megan. So, so what, 
what's up for you next? What uh, what happens after uh, SC? And uh, is, is there like a decision to be made, a fork in the road, or or what? Uh, what what's on? You're studying for something, obviously. What? How's that? How's that going? You going to pursue that or, or what? Yeah. So I uh, I graduate in May. I I'm going to get a degree in accounting. Um, and yeah, and so I I want to continue to play professional beach volleyball after I graduate, but I think also um, maybe try to do some part-time accounting stuff while I do both since uh, the schedule can be a little weird for beach volleyball players. There's, there is an off season where you could work and then there's kind of like the in season and in, in summer basically. So yeah, c- kind of trying to do both. Cause I really do love accounting and I, I love the degree I'm, I'm getting here at USC. So but I definitely want to continue to play as long as my body allows it. Right. I'm I'm curious to know just about, you mentioned that, you know, it could could be a job, right? So you're, this is your job out on the beach, 72 degrees. That's a really rough life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But but how do you make sure that you keep the joy in it? And then like, it's not just a job, but then it, it can actually like that joy can be a ministry of sorts for others, seeing how much you enjoy this and how much, others can enjoy this as well. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I think even right now at, at USC, I'm kind of feeling that, you know, we're, we're right before season starts and it can kind of be a long off season grind, if you will. So trying to just remind my team and and also remind myself that this is, we, we love what we do and this is why we're doing it. And we don't have to do anything. We, we get to do it and everything is an opportunity and, and a gift. Um, and, you know, on the hard conditioning days or, or, or pe- days we have a super long practice, uh, kind of not getting discouraged, not feeling drained, but instead changing the, the have to attitude to the, the get to. And I think even this year, our, our trainer is putting a, a quote on our tank tops, uh, pressure, pressure and privilege is a gift. Um, which I, I 100% agree with. And I think keeping that mindset throughout this SC season, but also for me personally, through the rest of my career is, is going to be key to keep that joy. That have to and get to thing, I've heard a lot of times in reference to mass on Sunday, I have to go to mass mm. on Sunday versus I get to go to mass. You know, do, do you take that have to versus get to into your your prayer life as well, recognizing like, I get to spend time with the Lord. And not only that, like the Lord is here with me and we get to enjoy this together. Yes, 100%. I, Sunday is my favorite day of the week. We, we don't have practice that day. It's a day off required for uh, NCAA. So I love going to mass. And I think, yeah, even when I was in high school, maybe it was more of a, oh, I'm going to church and because I have to, and now it's, it's, I get to, and I really, really enjoy it. And it's the same thing with prayer. It, it just makes my day better. And, and on the days maybe where I'm tired or I feel busy or overwhelmed, um, I try to think back to the times that I've gone to mass and I feel so, so amazing after I've, I've done that prayer and I feel so much better. So kind of remembering how it makes me feel and, and how lucky I am to be able to be in the presence of, of God every day. Do you take that same cultivation of presence and, and recognize that he's with you on the volleyball court every time you step out there as well? 
Yes, this is something that uh, I had. I had like a missionary kind of introduce me to the the USC Church my freshman year, and she gave me a book that was related to the athletes, um, and had a, just a bunch of prayers for athletes that can that you can say before a game, after a game, any any time. And I memorized this one prayer, and I will say it every every time we warm up the same time, and. Um, but sometimes I, f- I catch myself even right before we walk out onto the court, I'm, I'm s- repeating it again, just out of habit, not even personally trying to think about doing it, but it really does. It, it definitely plays a role in, in helping my nerves calm down. And again, just realizing it's, it's bigger than the game. Um, and it, it definitely, it takes the pressure off it. I think it makes me play better. Uh, so it, it's been a gift that I, I got that book from her and have been able to have those prayers help me through competition. And Megan, what's what's the name of that book? Um, I think it's called Compete Inside. Compete Inside. Um, yeah, I actually. Have it with it. You. I do. Yeah, Compete Inside. Okay. Thomas Wirtz. Okay. and it's just like a hundred, a hundred different prayers with a little reflection. And what, what's that one prayer that you say over and over again? It's kind of a long one, but it's it's in the beginning of the book, uh-huh. and it's just it's they call it the athlete's prayer, and it's just uh, it's heavenly Father, as I compete, help me to seek your glory with a brotherly affection toward my opponent, always striving to see you in them, as I sweat and fright through pain, help me unite my struggle to the suffering of your Son on the cross. If I win, allow it to be for your honor and your name with a humble heart. If I fail, let it be with dignity and a courageous spirit, always willing to stand strong and compete again. Make my desire for greatness firm, yet with peace of mind, know that my worth is always found in you, in victory or defeat. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Mm. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, We have just a couple minutes left here, Megan. Uh, I know that uh, 2028 means something to you the uh, summer olympics right coming up in 2028 you have your eyes set on that tell us a little bit about that and the journey to being able to get there yeah yeah i i the dream is is the olympics and to be able to represent uh usa um this you know this past couple summers i played internationally a bit kind of getting my foot in the water um and i think it's really cool to have competed against the top teams in the world and I've lost a bunch of games and I've won a few good ones, Um, but being able to even watch this Paris Olympics coming up and to say I've played almost the majority of those teams that'll be in those games is just really inspiring and um, it just, it gets me excited and and that's definitely the goal, uh, the Olympics at some point. Um, So I'm I'm excited for it and it definitely means a little bit more that it'll be in Los Angeles. So yeah, I'll try, try my best to get there. We'll, we'll be praying for you. Absolutely. You know, as we come to a close, what message would you like to leave with our listeners about praising God, no matter how successful we are, no matter what the failures are, and just recognizing that all we've been given, I think it says that actually really well in that prayer, all we have been given is to glorify Him. Yeah, I think one message that I continue to tell myself and I've learned over these past four years at USC is the consistency of prayer is, is huge. Um, kind of like what you just said, all that we have has been given to us and to kind of never take it for granted, but to be really appreciative of it. And of course, the, the hard work matters and having an able body matters and all the opportunities that you you get, you, you want to make the most of them. But 
all of it came from from God. And it's my job now and, and the job of athletes or whatever you might be doing in your life is to to use those gifts that he's given us in each and every one of us and just be able to show him gratitude every day by by working as hard as you can to to make those gifts, sh- share those gifts to other people. Hmm. Megan, thank you so much for joining us this morning and sharing your gifts with us because it truly was inspirational. We wish you the best of luck and certainly know of our prayers, as Raul mentioned, as you continue forward, especially in beach volleyball. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. To our listeners, if you missed any of the show today, you can find the entire segment on our website, jp2radio.com. Just look up the JP2 Morning Crew podcast under programming. And you can also find today's show on YouTube. Raul, about 20 seconds. Any final thoughts that you have before we wrap up? No, it's, it's just, just awesome to be able to speak with Megan and uh, certainly be uh, keeping an eye. You know, I've never followed uh, volleyball, but uh, I'm going to figure out a way how to keep up on, on Megan's progress there. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Next week on JP2 Morning Crew, we're going to welcome to the studio one of the founding members of JP2 Radio, Father Edward Horning. We're going to talk about how ordinary time really isn't actually all that ordinary. We'll also talk about preparing our hearts for the season of Lent. We'll hear about the unique call to his priesthood and much more. That is next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Well, we're at the bottom of the hour, and that means it's time to say goodbye. But keep it right here, because life is worth living with Archbishop Fulton Sheen begins now. Until next week, God bless. (laughs) 